Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Doodles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I'm answering all the questions from our patrons. Uh, so basically, I made a post to our patrons. What would you like to know about sailing doodles or anything, basically? And they uh, replied, and so I'm going to answer all their questions. So if you would like to have your questions answered in a future podcast, uh, then go to patreon.com slash sailing doodles. And, uh, you know, next time we do one of these, you can have your questions answered. So cheers to you guys. Thank you for coming. All right, we'll get started. So, uh, the first question um, is from Jason. Hey, Bobby, just curious, what changes are you consider making surrounding income diversification, especially since Facebook keeps yanking your chain with uh, no apparent recourse in sight? Are you considering any podcast episode sponsorships, maybe? Um, well, the podcast is not quite big enough yet, I don't think, for too many sponsors. Uh, there's only, oh gosh, offhand, I'm not sure, 40,000 subscribers. Um and but as far as diversification, so the Facebook has been remonetized finally. Uh, it's really annoying. Uh, it's been happened twice, and actually, one of our viewers um, is uh, works at Facebook. I believe it's Jim, uh, Jim or Jace. I think it's Jim. Um, anyway, he's uh, looking into it for me on why that keeps happening, and uh, is trying to keep it from happening again. So thank you for that. Uh, it is real annoying when that happens, but so diversification, sure. I mean, like, um, so not only YouTube and I have multiple channels on YouTube, so I have sailing doodles, I have glamping doodles, I have flying doodles, I have the doodles podcast. Um, so I think that's kind of diversifying there. And then of course I'm so, but that's still just one platform. So I need to diversify to other platforms. So I'm, you know, Recently, Facebook has made it possible for creators to post original content there. So, uh, obviously, I've been having some problems with demonetization, but um, eh, hopefully that's all the kinks are getting worked out now. We'll see. And then, of course, there's um, Instagram. There's not a whole lot of money in that um, until you get really big on Instagram. Uh, I mean, I think I have around 70,000 followers on, on Instagram, and it, it earns like 100 bucks a month or something. You know, not much. Uh, and then uh, TikTok, I don't really do anything. for. T I mean, I syndicate basically my Instagram to TikTok. And then, of course, I do syndicate all the videos to Rumble too. But on Rumble, last time I checked, I have less than 1,000 followers on there. And it's not really earning much income. Um, um, but basically what I've got it set is that uh, I gave per Rumble permission to just copy my YouTube. And so it puts all the videos there. So you can do that as well. And then, of course, there's the podcast. So you, there's the audio versions on that. Um, you know, maybe eventually uh, the podcast will get uh, big enough where you get a sponsorship for it, uh, not only just on the YouTube stuff, but there's the audio versions as well. But we'll see how that goes. So I don't know. Uh, S-V-E-O-D-E-O-D. What's up, guys? Uh, asks, uh, what kind of a ring are we buying? Stephanie, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie's actually right over there looking at me now. Hi, she's waving at me. But uh, uh, <laughs> Bob says, uh, run for the door, Yodi. Okay, uh, George. Uh, hi, Bobby. Here's one. Uh, will the new cat come with Wi-Fi Starlink from factory, or will you have to add it afterwards? So, yes and no. Um, it will have a Wi-Fi system on the boat. Uh, so it'll have a range extender for Wi-Fi, and I believe it'll also have uh, cellular uh data like range extender as well um that you can plug uh like it's a, like a hotspot type thing you can do that and then of course i do have starlink that's probably what i uploaded this video on right now um and it's for my rv technically 
technically speaking, they haven't approved this version for marine use, and I don't know. So basically, the the star the Starlink for RVs is what I have right now. We're in my RV. Is um, it's basically the same as the household thing. It's just been unlocked from being geo fenced into a, like one area, so you can move it around. Um, so if you're around the U.S. and I hear it works okay in the Caribbean, uh, the further north you are and the further west, actually, in the United States, it seems to be better. Um, so it's not real great right now the further south you are. But in the next year or two, I imagine that'll be better. They did announce the marine version that's like $10,000 for the equipment and $5,000 a month for the subscription. I imagine that's more angled towards like the super yachts where they can have it in motion like they have a you know, a, gim- a gimbal stabilized uh, array that they can use while underway. So Starlink, while you're underway on a sailboat, probably would not work very well uh, because you're heeling over and doing all that. And it's not that kind of, it does have a little gimbal motor on there that can move the dish, but it's not really designed to move like quickly, like would you need on a sailboat. So in fact, I'd probably suggest not using Starlink underway because you're going to wear that motor out. So um, but it, it is in the future. Um, uh, let's see here. All right, that was from Jorge. And from Sean, uh, will the Island Spirit Cat electric motors have regen capability? No, uh, that's not really the intent. It's not like braking, right? Um, uh, well, you know, I mean, I don't think it's built into it. I'm not saying it isn't, but I don't think it's built into it. But you never know. Uh, the problem is, is that you know, it would really be have to spin in those props fast, I think, to generate enough power. But because, um, you know, I'm not sure. I don't think it's going to have it, though. Uh, they do have, you know, the kind that you put under uh, a sailboat that, that folds down off the back. But I think you have to be going fairly fast for that. Like, it depends on what kind of blade you have on it in the, the system. But All right, Richard. Will you cruise from Vietnam? I'm assuming you mean Thailand. That's where the boat's being built. Or have the cat delivered to somewhere else? Um, how long will Floor Megan uh, be with the Doodles? Uh, three girls, no jealousy, makes a good crew. Well, so it is Vietnam where the boat's made. Um, that remains to be seen. Uh, there are two options. Either I pick it up in Thailand and go sailing from Thailand. I think the more likely option is that... Uh, they will ship it because uh, it's going to be expensive to ship it to the United States. I want to say like $60,000 to have it shipped to the East Coast of the United States or more. And uh, But the manufacturer might want to do that as well as Navigar um, because they would like to have it in the boat shows next fall. And so I, I would actually prefer that happened as well, um, that they shipped it because I want to go back through the South Pacific. And if I have to pick it up in Thailand then that's going to be like five years away because you can't sailing east is not the way you want to go around the world because you have to be very far north or south to do that. Um, so I don't plan on doing that. But uh, so if they ship it over to the east coast, then I sail and I do the boat shows next year and then go down across the Caribbean, across the Gulf of Mexico to like Mexico and then down to Panama through the canal up you know, Central America and then cross the Pacific Ocean and into French Polynesia. So if they ship it to the U.S. next year, I do the boat shows. That means I'm probably um, probably got crossing the Pacific March of 24, I think, 
is when I would do that because I could technically make the window for March of 23. Um, March, April is kind of the best time to cross the Pacific Ocean. Um, but that'd be really moving quick. Uh, and I just want to take my time. And plus, I would like to go experience Central America and spend, spend a year kind of cruising up the coast there. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and then let's see here. How long um, will Flora Megan be here? They have left already. Um, Flora actually got a job with Emirates Airlines. So she's moving to Dubai. And Megan, I guess, will visit her some. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, but I think she's in Europe right now with her family. So... Uh, <laughs> sorry. All right, Brian asks, uh, what are you doing, uh, to tell, what are you doing? Tell, tell you until, okay, sorry. Until you get the, sorry, it was a typo there. All right. What are you going to do until you get the new sailboat? I like watching you and Stephanie on your travels on glamping doodles and we'll be traveling to more places in the country. Um, yes. So we're doing glamping doodles right now. Uh, we're actually, I am in the planning stages right now of um, maybe even I got, I got to look to see what's available going to uh, Spain to sail uh, the second half of September for two weeks and maybe even meet up with Geraldine there and have her sail with us. So that's kind of the plan until the next new boat happens. um, You know, uh, hopefully my, my boat's still for sale, the dark side. So if anybody's interested, you go to sailingdoodles.com. There's more information on the boat. I'm asking 249 for it. Uh, it's currently in South Florida. Uh, it's the Hatteras 60, uh, 52 converted to a 60. Uh, I don't, people get upset when I say that. They're like, it's not a Hatteras 60. It's a Hatteras 52 with an added-on deck for, or, you know, cockpit to make it 60. I'm like, well, I just say a Hatteras 60 because it's 60 foot long and it's a Hatteras. Anyway, sorry if that annoys you. Um, but, um, yeah, so then... Until the new boat is ready, um, probably, honestly, be uh, hopping on around, uh, like, charter boats and stuff like that. Um, You know, go spend two weeks in Spain, then go spend two weeks in Belize, then go spend two weeks on just charter boats doing that, filming. Um, And then, of course, we're doing glamping doodles right now. Who edited... Okay, so that was from Brian. Mike asked, who edited the thumbnail for We Finally Made It to the Exumas? I I, I did. I edited all the thumbnails. Uh, Some of them are easier to edit than others and that was a pretty easy one to edit so yeah uh greg romero what's up man how you doing uh damn where do i begin okay i'm sure he's getting to more questions later all right so daryl asked what was the top five hardest things when you first started sailing um probably the number one thing is knowing what you need or what kind of boat you need um because honestly until you've been out sailing for an extended amount of time you really don't know what you need in a boat, right? I mean, you can go charter a boat for a week or two, but that doesn't give you enough time to settle in to really know what you need on a boat. And you can go sail some some friends' boats or something like that, but again, that's for a week or two. You really won't know what you need in a boat until you go spend a couple months on a boat. So when I first started out, I had that 37-foot CNC. It's more of a racing cruiser. So if it's more for racing and speed than it was for comfort, didn't hold enough water, didn't hold enough fuel, uh, no water maker. You know, it was just a small refrigerator. Um, you know, when I when I I remember I remember when I was shopping at boats, first thing going, man, this has everything. This has everything I need. And then I actually get out there. I'm like, okay, well, it, it's lacking in a few things. Um, so you really won't know what you need till you get out there and do it. Uh, you know, try to do as much research as you can, but there's nothing nothing that can beat experience. Um, other hard things. Um, uh, you know, it's, man, I mean, just, 
nothing was really super hard that I didn't see coming. You know what I mean? Uh, you got to plan for weather. Uh, sometimes you, I would say meeting people along the, not like meeting people, but like, uh, having people come down to visit you is, is hard because they say, okay, where are you going to be in March? And I'm like, I don't know. The Bahamas. Like, okay, where in the Bahamas? (laughs) I don't know. Right. So you can give them a time or a place, but it's hard to give them both. You know, you can say, okay, I'll, when I pass through Nassau, I'll call you and come, you know, I'll give you two weeks notice and do that. But a lot of people can't take time off work to meet and all that. So that's kind of a pain. Other than that, I mean, there was nothing too, too much there. So. All right, Hilton, when are you coming to Australia? Well, when I cross the South Pacific next, which, you know, that could be March of 24, which by the time I get to Australia, it would be at least a year after that. Um, So maybe sometime in 25. uh, Maybe the winter of 25 would be a good time to be down there. So we'll see. Uh, Richard asks, do you have a new logo for the boat? No, I'm... I mean, I have the Sailing Doodles. I have a couple different Sailing Doodles logos. I'll probably go with something like that. But then I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to name it um, Maverick after my first dog there so that passed away. Unfortunately, Goose passed away too. I was thinking it's kind of like I, got, I don't want to like be mean to Goose, but like if I name the boat Maverick and the dinghy Goose, I don't know. Would that mean because Goose is a lot smaller? I don't know, but we'll see. But uh, – Okay, uh, Richard also asks, um, will sailing electric boats be easier and will it have cool features like an electric car has? I don't, sailing-wise, I don't think it's going to make a difference at all. Um, it will have a huge battery pack, which is nice, so that, I mean, because it's going to have, like, so when I did my introductory video on it, I said it has, like, 210 kilowatt battery uh, batteries, and I said that's, you know, as much as, as a Tesla, that's three times as much as a Tesla, so the cool thing about having a battery pack like that is that you can run, you know, your air conditioner for a few hours just on the battery or whatever place, especially if there's a nice sunny day and you got, you know, four kilowatts of solar coming in. You can run your air conditioner most of the day just on the batteries and the solar and not run it down too much, you know. Um, so that's a nice thing. Sailing-wise, it won't make much of a difference. Um, uh, you know, it really won't. So uh, let's see here. Could Stephanie tell us a sailor joke? I don't know if she can hear me back there. Stephanie, do you have any jokes you'd like to tell? No, she can't hear me. Um, all right, Jorge asks, another one. Steph has a great personality. You get along and complement each other very well. In fact, it's been, a gr- it's been a great travel partner so far. Do you see yourself sailing together for the next, let's say, four or five years? Absolutely, sure, yeah. I mean, there's no real, uh, we have no end game. Uh, we're just cruising around right now. So uh, we're currently in the RV. We're planning to go sailing next month. Uh, then, of course, the Annapolis Boat Show after that. Um, so, uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, Jeff asks, we all know cruising is not always smiles and beverages. What has gone wrong and not filmed? Um, all the boating stuff, like all the crappy stuff that's happened boating-wise, uh, I have filmed. I mean, there might be a couple times when we're having a issue you know harder time getting into a marina slip than you know i don't have time to pick up the camera but we haven't like crashed or anything like that it's just you know not always as easy um but it's i guess mostly it's uh when there's been any kind of personality clash or argument among the crew uh that obviously has not happened much um but it does happen and you know if somebody's having an argument or kind of a little fight or something like that last, you know, if I pick up a camera in the middle of that, 
you know, that's going to go great. I'm going to get yelled at for having a camera. You know, how's that going to work? So I'd say it's more of that, but that doesn't happen very often. And there's only been a few crew members that that's even been an issue with. So um, I guess that's mostly it. I mean, you're on a small cramped boat, right? So it's uh, if you're not very well in tune with your crew, there can be complications. So, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. What's uh, so Robert asked? What's next for Megan and Floor? Uh, will you be sailing uh, before next July? Any thoughts on new crew? Uh, so uh, Floor and Megan, like I said, Floor uh, has taken a job in Dubai, and I'm assuming Megan will probably spend a good amount of time there. I'm not exactly sure. I haven't really talked to them since they made it known. Um, will we be sailing? Yep, we already answered that. I'll be jumping around on a bunch of different. Uh, uh, charter boats and any thoughts on new crew? Uh, well, no. I mean, if we do Spain, uh, uh, Geraldine may well, probably, if I can swing it, uh, join us for at least a week. Um, other than that, I haven't even thought about other crew and all that. I mean, that's too far in advance. I mean, even if we get to, well, I mean, honestly, yeah, what I would like to do. Um, so if anybody knows, you tell me, because uh, I, I, I've kind of snooped around this before just on the internet, see if I, how, if I can find people, but it's been quite hard. What I would really love to do is get a, um, maybe a younger-ish couple, like uh, in their 30s or 20s or whatever, doesn't matter, um, and a, a couple, so they're, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, married, whatever, doesn't matter, um, and then that at least one of them is an editor, right, and has experience with cameras um, or filming and editing and stuff like that. And then that would take a lot of the load off of me work-wise. So, and then it would be kind of a job, right? I mean, you know, uh, it'd be a... It, it would be a job for them. I mean, there'd be pay involved, and, and then they get to cruise around the world. So if anybody knows anybody that's pretty good at editing uh, and... Uh, you know, um, you think would be good on camera and all that, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear from them. You can go to salemnews.com and get in contact that way, uh, send some recommendations. Um, and let's see here. And so that's my thoughts on crew going forward. Okay. Uh, Greg again. All right, man. I think it's your first one. You're, you're saying hello earlier. Uh, Greg, uh, you mentioned sailing the Pacific, but are actually going around the world and ending it back up in the Caribbean. Yeah, I mean, that's the plan is do a circumnavigation. So, you know, um, cross into the Pacific um, March of 24. Spend a year at least, maybe two years in the South Pacific uh, and get over to uh, Australia, do that for a while, and then through Indonesia uh, and all that again, and up to Asia and Thailand. I mean, you're you're ta you're talking really to enjoy yourself really well, and get a circumnavigation. You need like five to seven years. I mean, you can obviously. I mean, you can do it in a year, you know, or less if you really want to. I mean, there's you know the Vendée Globe does it in like something stupid like seventy days. Uh, but, um. You know, to really, because, you know, you need to spend at least six months in French Polynesia. You need to spend six months in Fiji. You need to spend at least six months, maybe a year in Indonesia. You need to spend six months a year in, in, in Australia. And then you need to spend at least six months or a year in the Mediterranean. And then you got the Indian Ocean, right? The Seychelles and all that. I mean, so there's so many places that you need to go. I mean, like, so the World Arc, if you've ever heard of them, uh, I don't even know 
Atlantic Rally Crossing or something is what it stands for, but they also go around the world. Um, they do it in 18 months, which is ridiculous. We met up with some of those guys when we were crossing through the South Pacific a while back. And, um, you know, 18 months. I mean, so they spent – basically, we were doing a delivery, right? And so we only spent a month in French Polynesia. We only spent a month in Fiji. They did the same thing, right? So they spent maybe six weeks in French Polynesia, six weeks in, or less in Fiji. And it's just – so they're just going right through and getting very little time in any place. Um, so – and, I mean, they enjoy it, I guess, because they have a built-in, like, kind of safety net and all that. But that wouldn't be for me. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years from now? Well, I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that kind of goes back to the whole crew thing, you know. Uh, uh, if find a, a good couple that would be good at on camera and behind the camera and editing and all that, and, you know, they take over more and more of the responsibility of the editing and all that, then it, things become a lot easier um, because it's just – you know, right now, uh, I mean, I, I enjoy it, don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm one of those people that I don't, uh, I, I, if I have downtime, I spend it working, right? If I, I would, but I would love to get to the point where I don't do that. I'd love to, like, say we were in French Polynesia and, you know, we're in Bora Bora and just anchored out. I could just sit there and enjoy it for five or six days and instead of going, okay, wait, now I got to get this video done. I got to, I got, because I, I wake up, that's my problem sleeping is it? I wake up at four in the morning or five in the morning, go use the bathroom or something. And by the time I get back to bed, I'm already going through all the things I got to do that day in my mind. And so it, sometimes I have a hard time getting to sleep. Um, and so I, I think that's what, what, why I want to get crew that can take over some of that responsibility of doing all those things. Um, and so that's what I would love to do is, is within five years, I, I prefer to have it. I mean, if I could find somebody that could do these little charter trips with us for a while to make sure we're on the same page. And then when we actually get the new boat, have them full time with us doing that, that'd be my goal. And then, you know, so within a year or two of that, they are, I mean, we're all traveling around together, but they're taking the responsibility and taking the lead on that stuff, and I can just enjoy it more, you know. So that's where I'd like to do. Um, will you have – okay, so Ken asked, will you have the same crew? Um, you know, it, it – yes or no, I don't know. I mean, like, so we're talking about doing this trip in uh, Spain. Well, I mean, so NG might come back for that. I mean, most of the people – there's only a couple that probably would not have back on the boat that have been crew on the boat. Uh, I'm not going to name names. Sorry, not going to happen. But, uh, I mean, you know, it's like, don't burn your bridges. Right. Uh, so, I mean, there's been plenty of people that have come back like Megan's come back, you know, who else has come? Taylor came back for a while. Uh, G's come back a couple of times, you know, so it's just, you know, who knows? James, um, ask, will we see pics or vids of the construction of the new boat? Uh, yes. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly w when my boat is going to be finished. Um, so uh, I will go over to Thailand. I'm planning to do it sometime this fall or spring. Um, basically, my, my boat construction, hole number two, is what I think I'm getting. Uh, it started construction this month. I don't know how long it'll take me to finish. But I'm going to wait till there's at least a, a hole in shape before I go over there. So sometimes this fall or spring, I'll go over and check it out. But, yeah, I will film it. Um all right, and then SVEOD again. What's up? Uh, flotilla in Greece. 
Um, would love to, but not till summer, next summer. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, it really, it really depends on when my boat gets finished. So I don't know. All right, Greg uh, asks again, do you see kids in the future? Uh, would you raise them on the water like Delos and geckos, for example? Um, I mean, if I did, I probably would. Um, I always thought uh, it would be kind of, I always thought if I had kids and doing the sailing thing, I'd do like six months on a boat, six months off. Um, so six months, uh, it'd probably be the, you know, spring semester, right? So in the spring, you're on the boat because the weather's generally better depending on where you Sorry, depending on where you are. Uh, and then you'd homeschool them there. And then in the fall, you're back on land where they can have, like, more social life and do all that kind of stuff. So that'd be the plan. But, I mean, I'm not planning on it anytime soon or if it happens at all. So we'll see. Um, and Greg asked again, um, if you had to pick a place to live, uh, say you couldn't sail any longer, where would you uh, choose to live? Um Huh, that's a good question. I, I mean, we were just in Colorado. I really love Colorado. Um, I might do that, uh, honestly, because uh, you have pretty nice weather in the summer, lots of outdoor activities. You can go skiing in the winter. Um, my, you know, kind of a dream of mine has always been to have a cabin in the mountains, uh, like tell you, around Telluride or somewhere. And then so you do the, you know, the fall and the winter and all that on in the spring on a, on the sailboat cruising around and then go spend the summer in, in the cabin in you know, Colorado. So that'd be kind of a cool thing. All right. John Edwards, uh, Edward. Uh, Hey guys, I uh, wish you all the best. Um, well, there is good chemistry among all the members of you and your crew, but in particular you floor Steph and Megan. So everything is cool. And the adventure continues. It will continue anyhow, or how will this all continue? Um, I could see lots of expectancy among our fellow viewers. No doubt your program is great and we'll continue to watch. Um, well, like I said, I mean, Flora and Meg are kind of doing their own thing. Steph is here with me right now. Um, so we're cruising. And uh, really, I don't know what the future is. I mean, kind of touched on the whole crew thing earlier. So kind of kind of answered that one already, I think, for the most part. Okay. Uh, all right. And this is the last question. Let's see. We're at 26 minutes. That would be great. It would be about 30 minutes total. Uh, Keith Smith, um, would you recommend a 62-year-old somewhat able retiree uh, – what would you recommend it? Okay, do to get some sailing experience on a cat in the Caribbean to see how much uh, to commit to the life. Are there companies looking for inexperienced seasonal crew help? Uh, well, there are crewing websites. So you can go to like findacrew.net maybe or, or crewseekers.net. I don't know, you can Google them. I think it's findacrew or crewseekers. Um, and so they have crew postings on there there's two kind of crew postings um there are um kind of like free positions where you know somebody's doing a crossing from the atlantic they're doing atlantic crossing or they're flying they're sailing back to the east coast from the from the caribbean in may or so or june or whatever so and there's only two of them so sometimes they'll bring on um crew to help them get the boat home uh and then there are um also uh crew type things where like um, I met some people doing it and when we were in St. Martin um, so uh, like this one guy had a Genoa 62 and um, he was just sailing around the world really nice boat pretty expensive boat and he was um, having people pay 
to be on the boat for, you know, um, they, by the month, right? And I want to say you've charged them like $1,500 a month. Um, and then, you know, that $1,500 a month got them room and board. And I think they, and then that covered like marina fees and stuff like that. I don't know if it covered basic provisions on board, but, uh, you know, so, but, you know, so these people did that and, Okay, there are legality hoops about around about that because that's technically a charter type thing. So, you know, but I know there are people that do it. Um, so you can do that, or there are people. But a lot of people just say, okay, that fifteen hundred dollars that's that's your share of the operating expenses. So it's not really a charter, right? You're sharing expenses, right? So you know that fifteen hundred dollars goes to your marina fees that month, or you know uh, the fuel or whatever. So you can do all that. And so you can go to those websites and there's people posting all kinds of job stuff there or just open crew positions and, uh, you know, see if you can find something there. All right. So that wraps it up, guys. If you'd like, uh, so thank you guys for watching or listening wherever you get your audio podcasts. And if you are interested in the uh, Island Spirit 52, I know we talked about this some today. Be sure that you tell the people when you inquire that you found it on Sailing Doodles because that really helps me because for every person that, you know, uh, buys one of them, then that lowers the price that I have to pay for it. So please help me out. Um, and if you'd like question your questions answered on the next one of these, go to patreon.com slash sailing doodles, or just go to sailing doodles.com. You can find a link there. We have lots of cool stuff like our merch shop and, uh, and, uh, we have our sailing school and I've done a, a webinar or two on there. So guys, thank you so much. Thank you to our patrons and we will see you on the next video or, uh, hear you in the next podcast.